Hello, and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. This is John Goodwin, your host. Today's guest is Writers of the Future winner, Carrie Callahan. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you, John. So, first of all, congratulations on being a winner. Thanks. So, um, how did you first find out about the contest? Uh, it's been a while since I first found out about it, so I don't remember exactly, but I believe it was on Reddit, actually, mm. the uh, master metaphor. Yeah. Front page of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So have you always wanted to be a writer or what's your what's your thing on writing? Well, I I think I always have been a writer. As soon as I was learning how to write sentences, I was throwing in a lot of complications that my teachers were very surprised by. Uh, I knew conjunctions before they taught conjunctions, mm -hmm. uh, things like that. But uh, I was told all the time as a kid that I was a writer because I would write stories. But I kind of rebelled as a teenager. I was like, <laughs> no, no, I'm going to be an artist. But then eventually I just kind of – I kept coming back to writing over and over again, and it was just kind of in my DNA, I guess. I just yeah. couldn't get away from it. So in my 20s, I started taking it really seriously. I was like, okay, this is the thing. And I was willing to accept that about myself. Well, that's good. That's a good thing you did because you're a winner. Yeah. How many times did you actually end up submitting to the contest? Uh, only – this is my second time. Wow. So the first time I got an honorable mention, and then now here I am. It really is in your DNA. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's quite some competition to uh, to make that top 12 <clears throat> to be published in the book. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm absolutely delighted. <laughs> yeah. Well, so are we. So um, tell me a bit about your story. Well, the story is uh, it's um, Dirt Road Magic. It's about a boy named Jake who mm -hmm. is learning magic from the sketchy dude down the dirt road from his trailer park. And uh, over the course of the story, he kind of learns that the magic isn't the clean way out of his existence that he thought it would be. Um, he thought it would be something a lot better, something a lot more, he was a lot more idealistic, but he's kind of learning as he grows into an adult that not, not everything is as it seems, I guess. And he has to kind of make a decision of what to do with that knowledge right. once he has it. So, I mean, it's, it was a total different kind of a story that I remember having read before in Rise of the Future. So what was the inspiration? Where did, where did that come from? Well, this story, it started with an image. So for me, uh, it's, it's an image from a memory that I had walking across a field next to a barbed wire fence um, when I lived in, in Florida. And I used to live in a trailer park like my main character. <laughs> and um, I, I had this vision of a boy walking down that path. And I thought, you know, like, well, wait a minute, where are you going? And he was like, well, I'm going to Old Hurley's house. And I kind of had to go from there. I was like, who's Old Hurley? <laughs> and Old Hurley is the, uh, his wizard mentor, basically, who lives mm -hmm. in a double-wide trailer. Yep. <laughs> so um, it was kind of – and. Old Hurley is kind of an amalgamation of characters, um, people that I knew growing up, like kind of just strange, sketchy adults who were just just very, I mean, strange is just, it's just the word for it, really. Yeah. No, it was because there, there's such realism, all the different, I mean, your characters, they're so real. So those are real people to you. Yeah, that's my, that's my <laughs> goal, to make them as yeah. real as possible. <laughs> well, you did a great job on that because they're just, it's almost like, you told a story about if this is your childhood or this is something that you experienced because it had such realism on it, which was just quite a testament to your writing ability. Thank you. Yeah. So now you said you're going for maybe your, you know, being a, an illustrator of the future winner as well. So what is your thing on? Is it just arts overall that's your that you have this amazing propensity for? Well, the illustrators of the future thing. I mean, I'm I'm being a little facetious. I don't know that I could be good enough to quite make it that far in the illustrator sense. Mm -hmm. But um, art is something else I've always done. And for a long time, I was 
my rebellion against writing was to be an artist. And I was like, well, I'm going to be a comic book artist. And so I would sketch almost um, compulsively. Mm -hmm. uh, my teachers would tell me to put my sketchbook away during class, but then they saw it didn't actually affect my grades and they let it go. Um, I would sketch historical figures. So we'd be talking about um, John Hancock and I would write, a, I would draw a picture of like an imagining of him in a certain universe or something like in the class. Right. And of course, the, that question on the test was always answered correctly. <laughs> so, okay. So let uh, so, it go. Yeah. And I've only just recently kind of got back into drawing as like more of a hobby. So writing mm -hmm. is, it's, it's kind of flipped where the, the writing is the serious thing and the art is the thing I just kind of fiddle around with. So, right. but it's a lot of fun either way. I mean, I like creating things, period. So. Well, that's good. So where do you see yourself going as an author now? Well, I'm going to continue writing short stories. Mm -hmm. I think that it's a fantastic place to explore certain ideas in a way that is doesn't take up a huge amount of time. So you can explore a lot of different concepts. Yeah. Um, but I also am working on a novel right now um, that I would hope, you know, I could polish and, and get published eventually. Uh, but of course, novels are a lot of work. It's very different than short stories. It's more mm -hmm. of a marathon than a sprint. So uh, I just have to keep kind of grinding away at that until it's until it's up to up to standards, up to snuff, I guess. Yeah. Well, you've got some great teachers coming up this week with Orson Scott Card, who, who's a master at short fiction, but he's also a master at novelization. And he'll be teaching you as well as Tim Powers is pretty much a novel writer. And then mm -hmm. um, Dave Farland or Dave Wolverton is both a short story and a novel writer. So you'll be getting some good coaching on on that. And then all the individual judges will be teaching it because you're going to have like 15 different instructors. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the broad spectrum of of knowledge because I know every writer and every writing process is different. So right. it's it's kind of like everybody makes a mosaic out of everyone else's tiles and it looks different, you mm -hmm. know, which tiles you pick <clears> out of out of whose pile. Um, so I'm really looking forward to getting a lot of varied uh, instruction and just kind of like learning everybody's process and having people who do sh short stories and novels, I think, is especially valuable. Yeah, because you're going to have some people that take a long time to write and some people that just are very much faster at, mm -hmm. at writing. And you know, you're gonna have your whatever you prefer on your on your discipline to be able to create. Like Tim Powers does an amazing amount of research and he does his three by five cards, he lays them out, and it'll take a year, year and a half to to assemble and put it all together. Kevin Anderson or Dean Wesley Smith are much more, you know, when they write in the, the universes that they're creating, which is also science fiction. I mean, Tim is fantasy based on factual pieces that he he'll take a, a piece of history where there's a hole and he'll plug mm -hmm. in the hole with fantasy <laughs> and but it has to make it all connect yeah so he does a lot of work on that to really make it so like wow is that how it really happened <laughs> but it goes into that fantastical thing yeah whereas some of the science fiction then when you have that universe already there they can roll it out so you got like kevin anderson who dictates as he climbs ah. mountains <laughs> and then he gets it transcribed, and that's his novelization that's really process. Impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's just amazing. So you're going to get a little bit of everything, like you said. There's a few base that you'll be getting. Like um, Elron Hubbard has some some articles that he wrote way back when he was coaching writers back in the 30s and 40s, and he'd write for the writing magazines, Writing Digest. And so th those would be the the groundwork that you have. But then you're going to have all these different. How do you write hard sci-fi? How do you write fantasy? How do you create characters? All these different things that you're going to get. So. That's one thing that uh, that this pretty much offers that nobody else is able to offer in any other writing workshops. 
Yeah, I'm really excited. I think that that's one of the most valuable parts of Writers of the Future really is the workshop. I mean, just the kind of knowledge. You can take the knowledge with you forever. You know, yeah. you can spend the money, but the information is still in your brain. Exactly. So Exactly. So um, any major influencers that you've had in your life as, as uh, writers or for you to um, move as you've been moving in life? Uh, there's been a huge spectrum. So I, I'm a pretty voracious reader. So I can't remember mm -hmm. everything that I've even read. I just kind of remember like snippets. But some people have really influenced me pretty heavily, like Robert Jordan. I would say I was really big into reading the Wheel of Time series when mm -hmm. I was a, a teenager, when I was like 14, 15. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, his rich descriptions really drew me in. And um, the kind of realism he brings to a scene was really uh, influential for me, like just in terms of setting the scene, not necessarily right. the magic and the the cultures and stuff that he managed to weave. Right. Um, but then recently, I think N.K. Jameson's uh, Broken Earth trilogy has been really, uh, really influential for my recent like approach to my work. And it's really mm -hmm. helped me, I think, nail down a little more of like my voice and my approach to the kinds of stuff I like to write. Um, and so that's been, that's been really helpful for me to be like, okay, oh, I can write this now. You know, right. and I, it just like opens doors in my brain that I didn't realize were closed. You know, I thought that was just a wall there. And right, it turns right. out it was just like hidden doorway. And I was like, ooh, what's down this hall? Oh, that's great. Yeah. So then on, um, you're one of 12 people that are making it here to the workshop. There are thousands of others who aren't here. Mm -hmm. So what advice or what tips or what would you have to say to the aspiring writer, to people entering the contest, why they should, you know, anything that you like to, that you can say to them? Um, I would say definitely don't self-reject. So I've been a victim of, you know, kind of not seeing the best in my own work and kind of making a lot of assumptions about where mine sits on a hierarchy. But the truth is like, I don't necessarily know that, especially as a new writer. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure that once you have like a certain amount of experience, a certain number of acceptances and rejections, you can kind of get a better sense of where you are. But especially when you're first starting out, which I'm assuming people entering this contest are, because otherwise they would pro out and it wouldn't be right. the same. Um, then I would just say, don't self-reject. Don't judge your work as though you are an objective understander, like as, you're an, as though you are an objective viewer of your work, because I don't think anybody is. I think that's why we need critique. That's why we need conversation. That's why you need help to really polish a piece. But it's also why you need to sometimes just hit submit, even if you're not sure. Right. Just, just do it, because in the end, the worst that will happen is they say no. But if you reject, if you self-reject, you'll never know. You'll never know one way or the other where you are, and you could have written the best story on the planet and never known because of your own biases. It's a very good point. We had a, this has been a few years ago now, we had, <clears throat> when Joni made the call to somebody say, congratulations, he said, congratulations for what? You won. What I win? <laughs> he didn't know. His wife took his story <gasps> out of the drawer and submitted it for him because wow. he kept on, like you just said, self-rejecting. And she said, no, you're good. You're good. No, no, I don't have. So she submitted it and he won. And that's, that's such a good point, you know, just, mm -hmm. you know, that self-rejecting. Well, what's funny is I was named after the Stephen King novel, Carrie. Mm -hmm. And if you read On Writing, he talks about how he dumped the manuscript in the trash for Carrie. And so, like, I don't know what I'd be named now if his wife hadn't come up and dug it out of the trash and said, no, no, this is good. And, like, made him keep working on it and made him submit it and continue to submit it. And that became his breakout novel. And so, you know, you consider that moment with Stephen King. Like, what if he had said... You know, he had self-rejected in that moment, and mm -hmm. it took someone else to come up and be like, no, 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 
and now I'm here because my name is Carrie, (laughs) 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 which I'm sure has something to do with me getting into writing to begin with. And so, you know, you just, you just never know. You don't know. Um, And now he's a household name. Yeah. So. That's exact. I mean, that's a really good point that people will be listening to this podcast are going to be like, you know, they look for takeaways and that's, I mean, that's just so important because people, because it's, it's a, it's a lonely business being a writer. Mm Mm-hmm. And like I said, you get stuck in your head and it's really easy to bounce it around and then you get invalidated because mom or dad or husband, wife will say, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. What are you going to, what else are you going to say? No, I, this yeah. is, this is really bad. No, 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 it really is good. So that's a, a very good point. And when you submit to Rise of Future Contest, the very worst that's going to happen is you get an email saying, thank you very much submitting. You didn't win. Please submit again. That's the mm-hmm. very worst that's going to happen is encouragement to go on. Yeah. So that's something that, um, you know, people that are aspiring writers, you just, you just need to just muster up and, and write the next story and submit. Yeah. And that, and that can be really difficult, but it's important to do yeah. because it's a, it's a muscle that you can work on, that you can strengthen. Yeah. And if you strengthen it doing Writers of the Future, well, that's just, that's a really positive place to, in my opinion, to exercise that. So. Yeah. That's good. So this week, what are you look? What are you most looking forward to? Um, I mean, obviously, like the awards night's going to be fancy, but I think more importantly, like my dad's going to be there, and uh, he grew up reading, um, you know, like paperbacks. Like I used to read from his science fiction collection. He had wow. hundreds of paperback novels from you know from when he was a kid and onward. You know, from like the '60s and up. And uh, there are just some names that I recognize from his bookshelf that I'll be meeting and that he'll get to meet now. Like, I'm really excited to actually get him to get to meet people who, um, that he's been reading for decades, you wow. know? So that's, that's great. So this is going to be a, it's going to be a great week. There's, there's always magic mm-hmm, in this Rise sure. of Future Week. Yeah. So any other particular advice you'd like to give to uh, writers? Um, I guess like besides self-rejecting, just find your people, find people that will pick your manuscripts out of the trash and say, no, no, this is good. Mm-hmm. Or we'll tell you when, you know, the, the short story you've written that you think is is God's gift to literature, you know, where there's problems with it that need to be fixed <laughs> because ego can also be a potential issue. Yeah. But finding yeah. your people will help fix with all of those things. And I firmly believe that without my fr- writing friends who helped me uh, draft this manuscript and like for this story, for this volume um, of Writers of the Future, I don't think that I could have done as well without them. I don't think that I would be here without their help and their critique going um, going over the story over and over again and encouraging me when I would feel like, no, 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 I think this is just trash. This is garbage. Why am I even doing this? And they would say, no, no, it's really good. Um, let's just talk about the char- this character here. Why mm-hmm. does he make this decision? You know, Or why did you use this word? It kind of throws me. I mean, these are tiny decisions that other writers can help you recognize and like smooth out in your prose good so yeah i think that's really important (laughs) good did you ever use the go to the forum the rise of future forum or the any of the blogs or or articles from the judges i i think when i submitted i was so focused on my own writing but once the story was in there then i started reading that stuff which of course it's always too late i already submitted um, but I had a lot of fun just lurking on the forums and watching people type about, you know, like they're twitching about, you know, oh, when is, when is the, when is the news coming? When do we find out this quarter? And then the last like few weeks and I was like, oh, I haven't heard back yet. Is that good news or bad news? And then it turned out to be good news. Um, so I think that I tend to sit in my own little bubble mm-hmm. until I just like, I reach a handout 
and usually it's a minute too late, but I do it anyway. And then, you know, it's never too late for next time. So, That's right. um, but yeah, I did it. I really enjoyed like reading other people, other people stressing because <laughs> I was like, ah, my people, I'm not going to talk to you, but I enjoy reading <laughs> what you have to write because, you know, I'm just very shy on the internet yeah. sometimes. So, but yeah, I enjoyed reading that stuff and I enjoyed mm. the blogs and stuff too. Um, going through, uh, David Wolverton's, David Farland's mm -hmm. blog, you know, it's yeah. really a, a treasure trove of information. It is. Well, thank you very much. It's great meeting you, Carrie, and yeah. uh, I look forward to actually following you as you move through your career as a, as a writer. Yeah, thank you. I look forward to moving through a career as a writer. Great. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next installment of the Writers of the Future podcast. Subscribe to the Writers of the Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Writers and Illustrators of the Future are contests created by Elwin Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to new and amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction or fantasy. 